Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Experience the unconventional, Even the unpredictable, What's and the completely unorthodox exactly. with Rule Free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Here we go, there we go, there we go. Here we go. Well, why not start with a little bit of Arthur Lee and love? Um, their punkiest, their spunkiest, and their sparkiest, huh? Now, I normally, when I come into the show, I have it all... It's all very, very uh, carefully uh, scripted, by the way, and all, all worked out meticulously. I've left my script somewhere, and it's it's making me very discompopulated. Um, but we'll 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 get on with that. If you want to give us a call tonight, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We are joined by um, well, friend. I'm going to say it, friend of the show. I don't know if he'd consider that, and we may have words afterwards. But Matt Haig is here. Good evening, Matt. You've got to come nice and close to these microphones. Okay, is that right? Am I, am I okay? Am you're I okay now. Here's the thing. Professional. Well, no, let's not, let's not get carried away. Here's the thing. I follow you on Twitter. You're one of, I think, 30 people I follow. And I saw um, lots of people saying you were in Milton Keynes today doing one uh, of your... Yeah, about five minutes ago. Flipping heck, man. That's miles away. Yeah. And we missed the train. So <laughs> we're very lucky to be here. We ran like Cinderella yes. from the ball. And um, yeah, me and um, a publicity person from a publisher. And we were sprinting. We thought we've got to make the Ian Lee show tonight. It was, to. it was basically like speed three wow was there a speed three no there wasn't speed two was on a boat yeah not so good was it cruise cruise control yes and and um the gentleman in it bill or ted wasn't in it what's his name reeves keanu reeves Reeves, yes was in matrix yes the matrix guy um what so what this book tour that you're doing Mm -hmm. you were at the south bank center the other day and we were going to come in kath and then you know you know life you know you're aware of this life i'm having at the moment a fox's glacier mint as my Dinner. I haven't eaten since about eleven. Some would you like, would you like some, would you like some no. chocolate and crisps? Thank you. Because we've we got a machine upstairs. I'm happy. I'm happy to send Catherine with my card. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. say card. I mean, it's, it's... Crisps. Crisps works. Crisps. crisps. Any ticket flavour? Um, uh, don't don't offer him that salt, because there's uh, not really a lot of options on the crisps. I want you know authentic Mexican tortilla chips, please, right. and fresh Do guacamole. Do you want a coke or anything? Um, no, I'm good. You I'm sure? Good. All yeah, right, fine. There we fine. go. Look at this. You've changed. <laughs> this is, uh, You've changed. Last time you came in, you didn't want anything. Now you're demanding crisps, mate. I know. Sweet. Lord, just because you're friends with Stephen Fry and Benedict Cumberbatch, you've no. changed. I'm how... Elton John. <laughs> um, how... So tell me, the, the, the book Notes on a Nervous Planet is the new book. So you're doing a tour to promote that. So what happens at these, I'm going to say the word shows. Is, I mean, is it? <laughs> That's a big word for Okay. It's me sitting in front of people, normally with someone to talk to. And well, you do similar things, don't you? Your, yeah, yeah. Your r- rabbit thing. Yeah, yeah. The rabbit thing. Glad yeah. you've been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit thing. And um, yeah, I just talk and overshare. I overshare, Ian. I, I'm I'm sure you're familiar with that word. Oh God, yes. <laughs> it's my life, man. It's my life. I cried on TV in front of 12 million people. Yeah. What have you done? <laughs> I know. I, I feel actually quite restrained when I'm with you, Ian. No. It's, like, it's nice to have oh. you there. I'm right. We were talking about you today. It was show. Uh, the show. I'll call oh, yeah. it a show. Yeah. Lots of people say because um, you were very nice about um, my other book, Reasons to Stay Alive. Yeah, yeah, on your great show. Book. And you, yeah, you got a lot of people to read it. So thank you for that, Mister. And also, yeah, just your 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 kind of like 
I don't know if you like this word, but mental health hero, aren't you? Because you're you I'm sort not, of well, or I don't know, new masculinity or he, whatever. Yeah, it is. I prefer that. Hero is a strong word, which I would dispute. But yeah, I I would I'm I'm happy to say that I have represented certain aspects of perhaps a new masculinity. And by that, I don't yeah. I don't care less that I cried in front of twelve million people. I don't care. <laughs> No, and, and and it's amazing, and and, and it's it's weird, isn't it, being male? Because like you're sort of conditioned. Um, like it took me years to talk to anyone about mental health, yeah. and now I can talk to you know yeah, yeah. crowded rooms or radio shows or whatever, no problem. But it, it's just crossing that threshold, isn't it? You you stigmatize yourself, and um, I I was, you know, I was a bit pathetic when I was younger. I was always trying to hide things. Mm. And, disguise my emotional side. I have but it's funny the oversharing thing is, is tricky without going into too much here on air because screw you guys we give you enough but I have been in relationships where um that the other person has said I wish you would stop saying all of this stuff this is private this mm. stuff and of course keeping it private is what kills people Mm. Um, and I think one of the great things of the last, I don't know, five years, ten, let's say five years, is that the, the, the stigma around, you know, everyone talking about it, but perhaps specifically in the context of this conversation, men, is that it is, it, it is so much more acceptable to, to say, I'm really struggling with life. I don't get life today and I want to, you know, I, there are times I wish I was dead and, and I, you know, I'm bursting into tears. There's still a lot of stigma around it. You've still got people yeah. like Piers Morgan who, you know, <laughs> point and laugh and, you know, you get tweets and I get tweets from people saying, man up, that incredible meaningless, mm. man up and you're not a real man and all of that yeah. stuff. But it's certainly better than it was five years ago. Yeah, I think definitely people can name more people who talk about it. I, I, I was talking about this today. Like, if you go back, like, I first became... I had my full-blown breakdown. I know that's not a medical term, but that's still the best word, I think, for how I felt when I totally... Everything just sort of mm. went wrong at once when I was about mid-twenties. And, uh, yeah, the, basically, the people I had in my head then with mental health problems, public figures, were people who'd ended up taking their own lives because it wasn't really talked yeah, about. Yeah. So it gave it some sort of tragic inevitability. Whereas I feel like we are in a better culture and people moan about, you know, almost see it as like a celebrity fad or something, don't they? And it's utterly ridiculous. I mean, we, we are in a celebrity culture. So obviously the people you hear about with it are celebrities because by their nature, celebrities are people who are well known. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there with the conversation. But I still I still feel the conversation is A, only the first step, but also I still feel there's a lot of stigma around and it's um, it's just shifting and taking different forms. And, yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know where I am sometimes. I'm sometimes making up excuses. Like, if I, if I can't do something for my mental health, I will still sometimes pull the flu card or... Yeah, yeah. You know... Um, you know, it's easier to say food poisoning than to say, oh, I'm feeling really scared slash sad or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. I love your new book, Notes Thank on a Nervous you. Planet. Um, I, I, I could have devoured it in a day, but I, I, I took my time with it. I, I read it over three mm. days because I knew I, I was going to dig it so much. I've given it away. I've given my copy away to my therapist, a brilliant guy called Chip, who I'll, I'll tell you about off air. But he's, 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 we were just talking. We've been talking a lot in these my sessions um, about kind of Twitter and my Twitter addiction and my worry about my kids, you know, where, where it's going to be. Do you think be. it is an addiction? Is that how you feel? Yeah, Twitter? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. And uh, we've been talking about it a lot and both of our fears. He's a really bright bloke and he's, he's, he's into his addictions. And we, you know, both afraid. This is like, we've just, we just put the key in the lock in terms of social media and the internet and stuff. You know, yeah. we haven't even opened the door yet to see what's on the other side. And I'm terrified about how it's going to affect... My kids, they're eight and six at the moment, but it will affect them. So I gave, I gave Chip a copy of the book. I said, look, I've just finished this today, man. You need to read this and let me know what you think because it ties in with a lot of things. And inspired by this book, I've come off... Are you... Hello, Catherine. Hello. Uh, oh, wow, you have got tortilla chips. Yeah. I was joking. <laughs> All the best foods are triangular, aren't they? She's the best, isn't she? Yeah. This is why I'm not letting her go anywhere. She's sticking with me. But um, th but you talk a lot about social media in this book um, and about how it um, uh, affects how we look at ourselves and how we interact with, with ourselves and with other people around us. Yes. 
And it, 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 for a long time, I've been, I've been, I've recognised Twitter as an addiction. You know, the same way mm. I couldn't stop taking cocaine mm. because I, I, I hated myself. So I'd get a line of cocaine and I would do it and I would feel good. And then a few minutes later, I think, oh God, what have I done? I hate myself. I'm going to do it. It's a cycle. It's the same, exactly the yeah. same for me with Twitter. I, doing a tweet for me is like doing a hit of coke. And I get a little thing and I go, oh, I've got to check how many likes and how many retweets. Yeah, it's real dopamine rush can be, you know. Yeah. And, and then the neuroticness. And, and it's never quite enough, is it? It's no. never enough. And so I think if you, if you, at the basic, most simple level, if you class an addiction as something you're doing like like you know you don't really want to be doing but you're still doing and you can't help yourself doing it and it's getting in the way of things and it's not having a it's having a negative effect then that's addiction isn't it and mm. i think you know about simply it might be a, a a low level addiction it's not going to give you liver disease but it's still um Addictive. Yeah, oh, very it? much so. And as soon as I finished your book, I came in the next day to Catherine and said, man, I'm not digging Twitter because I get very emotional about the, the, the tweets on there. And I said, and so we have, I've deleted it from my phone. I've deleted the app. Mm. We've blocked the website from my phone and Facebook. That wasn't such a, simple, a big a deal for me. But the, so I can't do Twitter on my phone. And Kath has put in a code so that I can't download any more apps. And the turning point for me, Matt, was I was out with my boys. I was out with my youngest. Did you stage an intervention? Guys? No, he asked me to. The times I've suggested it, he's always gone, well, let me think about it, let me think about it. It's, it's I was a case out with, of being ready. I, I was out with my youngest, and he was climbing a wall, and I was firefighting, right? I was arguing with someone who'd had terminal cancer and had been cured and had totally misinterpreted something I'd said as a, as a dig at him when actually it was, it was a, a, perhaps a clumsily worded yeah. attempt to connect with another human being. And so I'm firefighting this and I'm getting very upset and I'm getting angry and defensive and my kid's on this wall going, Daddy, Daddy, look at me. And without even looking at him, angrily, I went, Not now, son, I'm busy. And I, the, the shame that I felt because I thought I'm not I'm not. and I still couldn't stop arguing and it was just I just finished that book and, I, and that's when I went to Kath and said you've got to block this Twitter is there is some good in Twitter I've met you through Twitter I've met mm. some, some wonderful people around the world in Twitter but mainly it's not great is it? No I think a lot of what's you know I think it's not good. I feel like, you know, the American president probably wouldn't be the American president without it. I feel that um, it, it it's out of all the social media forms, and I think there's problems with all of them, I think Twitter is run on negativity and divisiveness and anger. And within five minutes, people talk a lot about echo chambers and stuff. But what I think is, even if you're just following carefully selected people who are just like you, mm. which may or may not be a bad thing, Within five minutes, you'll find something to be offended by because they're being offended by something. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're linking to Piers Morgan or whoever it is and getting irate about it. And you, before you've even thought about getting out of bed, you've got something to be really angry about. Your chest is going. And then, then maybe you take the bait and you type the tweet and um, it, 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 that anger sort of radiates from you into the tweet and then it comes back at mm. you. And what I start to realise is, because for ages I was thinking, I was arguing with people who are the opposite of me. You know, the, it, 2016 when the world started going a bit wrong and everyone was arguing, you know, you'd argue with some person with a flag avatar in Louisiana or wherever and you'd, you'd be thinking, I'm the opposite of this person. But actually... Politically, you might be, but emotionally, you're just mm. reflecting each other, aren't you? That anger, you know, from outer space, it's just a load of hot energy. These mm. humans are creating a pointless anger at each other. Well, you, there's, well I love that if you've, if you've read Reasons to Stay Alive, this is a similar kind of format. It is an unofficial sequel, I guess, in that some of the chapters are really short. And they have a brilliant chapter on about how to get out of bed oh, yeah. in the morning. Yes, and I, it's, I, roughly it's one, number one, you wake up. Number two, um, you you grab your phone. Number three, you scroll social media for 72 minutes. Number four, you sigh. Number five, you get out of bed. Or alternatively, you can miss <laughs> steps two to four. <laughs> and I was doing that literally, uh, you know, it's not, yeah. 72 minutes, sometimes that was an under underestimate yeah. i could just lie there and, and and what i find is if it's by your bed and you're waking up at a silly time um you'll just have a little check yeah yeah and yeah, then, and then you sort of 
awake. So what I try and do, I don't do it every night, but what I try and do is I just charge my phone in the kitchen now and it's that tiny little thing. But at least I have to go down and act like a human being and have breakfast and open the fridge and maybe get some sustenance mm. and get a little bit in tune with my old circadian rhythms or whatever they are. Yeah. I make a real effort, because I'm not living with my kids at the moment, I make a real effort, and this has been going on a couple of months, of partly because c- of it, uh, moments like that with my boy, not now I'm busy. How do you sleep, Ian? Do you sleep? N- n- well, um, not brilliantly, no. I mean, the job can't help. No, well, I get home about two, and I listen to the radio for a bit, and I might read for a little bit, and then I try and... I, normally by about half three, I'm asleep. Mm. But um, I'm I'm not sleeping very well at the moment because of this mm. divorce. Because I'm, mm. I'm a few weeks away from buying a house, and the, I'm terrified of the money mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. So my sleep is awful mm-hmm. at the moment. Awful. I've got an eye mask that right. helps. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. But I find when I go and see my kids, I've made a real effort. I can't. I don't always do it, but I'm getting better. I've put leaving my phone in the glove compartment of my car, so it's not even on me. So I go in the house, or we go out to the park, and I haven't got. Haven't got the phone with me. So it means I'm there. I'm present. I'm not even getting emails or texts or anything like that. I'm present. How are you, Kath, with your kid? Your, I mean, your re- relationship with social media is slightly different. Yeah, well, no one's bothered about arguing with me. But in t- Well, I am. You're very friendly, though. <laughs> I try there. to keep it. Hang on. I, I, <laughs> I try so, to keep are they it me polite. And we, we sort of like, yeah, you, you, you remain a degree of sort of professionalism. I occasionally go... <laughs> I occasionally go and I immediately feel guilty about it, but I try to, uh, I try not to go, I try not to go off on there, to be honest. Yeah. I try. Because once, once you, once you cross that line, you're in it, aren't you? Yeah. You're in, you're down the rabbit hole. Do you like winding people up though? I, um, I, I, I am naturally argumentative. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in quite an argumentative household. It wasn't majorly dysfunctional, but we were. It was a lot of heated debates, and I am quite argumentative. And there's a lot to be sort of angry about in the world, and there's lots of arguments just sort of dangling in front of your head. And but I'm very defensive. Mm. My worst trait is that I'm actually quite opinionated, but combined with quite a thin skin. Yes, there we go. I recognise that. You know, it's like you want one or the other. You don't, mm. you don't, you, you, it, I'd love to just be, and I see them as people who can just swagger on there, say their thing, they get a hell of a load of, you know, BS thrown back at them, and they don't respond. Mm. And they just, and then they've got the next thing. Mm. Uh, we'll take a quick break. 0344 499 1000 if you want to give us a call. Matt's going to um, have his crisps and chocolate like a good boy. <laughs> Uh, but you're welcome to give us uh, to give us a call if you want. I tell you what, as well, because yeah. I, I tweeted you. Like, I bought. I remember ages ago there was a young lady on Twitter saying, "I really want Matt Haig's book, um, Reasons to Stay Alive," but I can't afford it. So I, I just sent her a message. Said, you're very kind. I said, "I'll buy it. I'll buy it for you." I, you know, she was a young woman. I thought it's helped me, and it's, and I say I've given my copy of this away to uh, to my therapist. I tell you what we do. We haven't got any books to give away. But 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 if someone nice phones in and I use that term very loosely, I I will send you a cop I will pay for a copy from Amazon or no from Big Green Bookshop. That's where I will pay for it. Uh, and I will get you a copy sent out of my own pocket because I think it's a cracking read and it's um it's very rarely is there books or albums these days as far as I'm concerned that I enthuse about and really want yeah. people to listen to or read. So if you want a copy, one wow. person only, guys. Let's not get carried away, for goodness sakes. Uh, 03, I spent all of that jungle money. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Excuse me. Oh, Dad. Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast, it's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio i think i'm in something like the matrix and so are you the late night alternative hello hello with ian lee is there anybody out there on talk radio hello see there are nice i've got matt Haig here and his new book notes on a nervous planet i keep looking at it because I, I always call it notes from a nervous planet mm. where did you get the title from what, 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 explain that to the, the listener that may have not read it yet. Um, well, the key word is notes. I thought if I put notes in the title, that frees me up to write any old thing in there. Put lists in there, shopping lists, you yeah. know. Um, I love tiny chapters. I like, I, I see no shame in easy reading. You know, I, I, the reader I always have in mind is myself at 24 when I was too ill to read anything. And I always think it's a, a way of just sort of firing some words into my head. Uh, of that sort of brain and so yeah notes on a nervous planet i like it because it's got a lot of ends in it Allit- <laughs> alliteration there we go there's your english um primary school lesson of the day um yeah i don't know and uh what notes on nursing that was florence nightingale right right you got um bill bryson obviously notes yeah. from a small island and yeah i just like notes you get nice people coming like we do with the rabbit hole events you get nice people I do. Coming to your events. There's always lovely tweets of very happy, slightly nervous-looking people. I think there's an overlap with us. I think there is. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, And you you were telling us that that you've you've had... um, Do you get a lot of people coming on their own? To your shows, yes. yeah, I thought yeah, so. Did tonight, yeah, because we we have we that, do, yeah. and we all people were like, oh, I'd, I'd come, but I, I don't want to come on my own, and we just go, look, we know that at least half the audience is going to be single. They're going to be people coming on their own. And it's cool, and you can sit down and talk to them yeah. if you want. If that fills you with fear, you can sit quietly at the back and then leave. You, you know, it's all... But, yeah, that's 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 great, I think, that you get that. I think there's a link between radio and books in that they're both kind of intimate. You know, people yeah. feel like... Mm. You can really bond with someone. Like, you know, obviously you're putting your private self into the words of the page, maybe reading that you relatively, you generally read in private, don't you? But radio is a very sort of private internet. Mm. Yeah, it's brain to brain, isn't brain it? Brain to brain, yeah. So you, people feel like close to you, don't they? And um, yes, but it, it is strange when people f- know you and think they know you, mm. and you must get this. Oh, yeah. And you don't know them, but there's a sort of disconnect where they, they're like all sort of huggy and wow. Yeah, and, yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah, hello, <laughs> hello, stranger. 
Have you learned how to, to, to react when people say, God, that chapter in that book, The Humans, it, it spoke to me and it meant something, and then you did that book that saved my life. And do you, uh, Have you learned how to react to those no. things? And I, for, for a while, with Reason to Stay Alive, I was really bad as well. I felt a bit of a fraud because I was... Um, the book was doing really well. I was getting lots of emails and stuff. And I, I was in the middle of a massive anxiety bout. I was hardly leaving the house. I was just walking around in circles heart palpitations, everything. And people were saying, oh, your book really helped me. I was like, why can't my own advice help me? You know, mm. so I felt a massive, I mean, you know, I got over it. And the whole point of Reason to Stay Alive isn't that I'm preaching from a mountaintop. I was just sort of saying what happened to me and how I went from suicidal to not so suicidal. But um, yeah, I I still can't process it. I don't mm. know what to do. I can't mm. make eye contact with someone if they're sort of telling me that. And um, I don't. I think it's part of me that doesn't quite believe it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's nice to feel useful, though. Because mm. generally, as a writer, you don't. But to have actually done something that has, to some people, some practical benefit. You're getting better at recognising when you're a bit wobbly, either with, anx mm. with anxiety, primarily. Because I've noticed on Twitter a couple of times you've gone, do you know what? I'm starting to feel a little bit punchy here. I'm going to put this down and I'm going to go. I'm going to go yeah. away for a bit. And you go out. Yeah. For, I guess you go out for a run or you meditate, maybe. But so, what do you do when you're starting to feel the wobble? What works for you? Um, I can't meditate in. Right, I, I have not? tried it. Oh. I, I'm, I'm, I, I sort of do yoga, which yep. is as close as I get yep. to meditation. Whenever I try meditation, I almost, and I know it's stupid, but I feel like I'm failing at meditating. I feel like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. and they say, I'll just allow the thoughts in. And I was like, no, but there's too many thoughts. I, 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 I'm coming last in the Olympics of meditation. <laughs> this is, I'm not, I'm doing it wrong. I'm failing at meditation. Yeah. I feel rubbish about myself. Um, what do I do? I do? Yeah, yoga massively helps. If I'm on the brink of anxiety, I, and I don't do proper yoga. I, I just go onto YouTube. Right. And there's some, nice American women and they just do yoga for anxiety. So you don't go to a class or anything? Because I've tried the oh, class. No, I can't. I'm not. That, that would just tighten me up, just yeah. being in a class. I've been done one exercise class in my life and it was a nightmare. I've done a couple of yoga classes. Um, a handful. I'm not a member of that gym anymore, but a handful. And I, it would be like 50 women and I would be the only bloke in there and mm. they would all seem to know what to do and they were all... <laughs> they could balance perfectly and I'm sweating <laughs> yeah. and... Farting! Oh, it's horrendous. <laughs> but you, so you do it on on YouTube? Yeah, I do all that at home. I, yeah, and um, my daughter is still she still needs someone in the room with her on a night because she's such a sort of um, worried about the dark and all the normal child things. Uh, but she likes the actual computer light being on. Right. So I, I put it, and she likes the, the yoga videos because it's a sort of gentle sound. So I, I put it on and I get her to sort of, she sort of is lulled wow. into a state of relaxation. Oh, that's great. Yoga tutors from Austin, Texas. <laughs> put, put your headphones on. We have a couple of calls. There okay. should be some there. If you follow that cable round as well, there'll be a little volume control. We don't, I don't know who these people are, if they're for you, if they're for us. Let us... Um, let us find out. Let's go to Ellie. Good evening, Ellie. Hi. Hi, hey. Ian. Hi, Cass. Hello. Are you, are you going to say hello to Matt, or should we just ignore him and pretend yeah, he's not no. here? <laughs> How are you Matt. doing, Ellie? You are right? Yeah. Your books sound very interesting. Thanks, Cass. Mm. And I'm just wondering, have you have you read any Urquhart uh, Tolle? Any? Oh, Urquhart uh, Tolle. Oh, um, now. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware... But I haven't. But would you, I, I think you'd recommend him, would you? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I know the name Ellie, but I don't know. I've I've not read any. What? Who, who is he? What is he? Is um, I think he, he's living in Canada at the moment. Ah. He's moved around the planet, you know, doing his talks, and um, he's just kind of worked on himself and worked through a lot of pain yeah. into a place where he's like pain free. Yeah. And he's not like adhering to any particular religion, but he takes like good sayings from the different religions that are deep and meaningful and yeah. is timeless, you know. Um, and it just makes a lot of sense. Sounds it sounds good. Called <laughs> a new earth, yes. He so sounds good. Say, and Ellie, how good. Ellie, how are you doing? How's how's life going for you? Well. I've been, I've been suffering um, anxiety and depression over the years. Yeah. And um, I can feel it when it comes on, like the anxiety, like a sickness. Have you got any um, techniques that you yourself find useful with that stuff? Well, 
I try yoga as well and try and meditate too and go for walks. Walks are good. My Zen power walks. I love. I love a long walk. Sometimes with the dog. Sometimes without. Uh, sometimes yeah. with a with an audio book or podcast. Sometimes with just my thoughts. Man, it yeah. gets the creative juices. Constantly. Yeah. I haven't done it for a while, but texting Kath, going right. We're going to do this, this, and next next week, and we're going to. I'll get a list like this and think, oh, he's been on a walk. <laughs> on the walk. Because yeah. it does. It's well, Ellie. I, listen, thank you for your call. Thank you, Ellie. Yeah, okay. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Bye bye. Let's go to Louise. Hello, Louise. Hi, how are the three of you doing? All right. We're all right. How are you doing, Louise? Hey, good. Yeah, not too bad today. Not too bad. Um, I'm just ringing in to say uh, about Matt's book. You want you want to, you want uh, me to buy you a book? Um, well, I actually wouldn't mind. Oh, but, fine. Um, I'll do it. I'll do it. I said I would, and I will do it because I think everyone should read this book. It's a cracking one. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Um, but I want to say about the, the reasons to stay alive. Yeah. Um, I got that given to me by a close friend. Um, I haven't read it just yet because I want to read it all in one go. Oh. Or, you know, as as quick as I can, if you know what I mean. I don't want to start and stop it. Yeah. But uh, it was... It wasn't recommended to him, but he heard about it from you. Who, from me? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm. Okay, good. good. Um, he found it absolutely amazing. Um, this is why it was given to me. I've suffered depression. I'll, you know, I've got the addiction issues now, but I've suffered from very bad depression from my mid-teens, um, hospitalised in my early 20s, you know, due to depression. Mm-hmm. Um so he felt that, you know, this could help me. So he has passed it on to me. I think he's passed it on to different members of his family. It is so one of those, but I, I, had a, I had a few depression. copies. I had a few copies of Reasons to Stay Alive, and I just kept handing them out and saying, yeah, I think you'll like this. I think you'll like this. Uh, I think we bought it for someone on the show once as well. I, guess, I think you'll like this. And it's the same with this one, Notes on a Nervous Planet. It's um, You can devour it very quickly. It's a book. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy another copy for me because I want to keep going back to it. And it mm-hmm. just explains. It explains. It's kind of like it's giving you instructions, which it isn't. But it just it just helped clarify a few of my thoughts on certain things that weren't making my life any better. If you yeah. get my lizard, like I can't speak for him, but I think you know the way I picked it up was you know he passed it out to a couple of other people yeah. just to help them understand mental health. Louise, listen. Send me um, uh, send me your address, and I'll I'll, I'll um, get a copy of that book sent over. Thanks, Louise, as well. That's thank fantastic, you. Matt. No, thank you because your book sounds absolutely brilliant, and I'm I'm so chuffed to and willing to do this for he's, for the next one. So he's thank a very you. kind man. Thank you. Thank you, Louise. Uh, you, you say I'm a kind man. I don't know if we go to this caller. Who is it? <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So let's see how kind I am. Uh, good, it's Ken in Newcastle. Good evening, oh. Ken. Good evening, Ian. It's a long time since I spoke to it you. It certainly now. has. You said you're never going to call me again because I was going to rot in hell. Ken, um, what, would you no, like no, to, no, no. what would you like to say to Matt Haig? Yes, I'm saying this for consideration. In yoga, my wife used to take part in yoga a long, long time ago, and that's everybody's choice. Yeah. But in yoga, they call upon a demon called Om. They gather yeah. in circles in some situations, <laughs> and they call out Om. Yeah. Om. That's and they're calling a demonic spirit into their yeah. midst. It is um, demonic, yeah. and it will destroy you. Okay. Right. Um, very dangerous. Very I, dangerous. I don't sit in a circle when I do it, and I don't actually say that. I, I just sort of listen to... The nice American woman um, saying you might be stressed, so stretch out your hamstrings and stuff. I, no demons yeah. involved. I think you're doing yeah, it wrong. Ken, you're not, sugge- <laughs> you're not I suggesting. You I can assure you, it's demonic. You're not. You're not involved. going to. You're yeah. not De- demonic. You're not yeah. suggesting, Ken, that simply by doing the downward dog, Matt Haig is going to go to hell. <laughs> That'd be a great film. It'd be entered by a spirit. I am suggesting to you was the corpse in pose, love actually. and concern for pose? your life. You, you know, much of the depression that's in the world today is caused by demonic oppression. It's not all caused by demonic oppression, but much of it is. 
Yeah. And you don't mention that you don't mention mm. the demonic depression in either of your books, Matt. What, what, why did you li- deliberately leave that out? <laughs> it's the third book. Is it <laughs> reasons to um, exercise your demons? Okay. But exercise exorcism. Yeah. Well, well, Ken. Thank, thanks for, for for adding literally nothing well, well, to well, this. If I, can, if I can just say this, even if you don't mind, well, we Jesus can set us free from oh, our okay. problems in the matter. There's power in the name of Jesus. He okay. loves us, died for our sins, and offers us freedom. I think Jesus would be okay with yoga, though. I think he'd be There's all right. There's power in Jesus, young man. Give Jesus a try. Read your Bible. Yeah. Call upon the name of Jesus to help you understand. Thanks, thanks so much. He, loved, he wants to help you. Yeah. Th- thank you so much for your call, Ken. I look forward to the next God one. God bless you all. Thank God. you very much indeed. I do, I do get some of that. Some, I've had that sometimes in events. Really? In, actually in events? Yeah. With someone, early on with Reasons to Stay Alive, people trying to sort of save you and saying it's all because you haven't read yeah. the Old Testament and stuff. Wow. I mean, Ken is, Ken is one of those gentlemen. He's a real person. He hasn't called me for ages. No, because you're the Antichrist. I, Literally, that's oh, what he called you. He did you. call me the Antichrist. That was the last thing. And he's, he stands on the streets of Newcastle with a megaphone, you know, preaching the gospel, which is which is fine. It's great if it works for you. Unfortunately, it also makes him homophobic and Islamophobic <laughs> and all of that. Um, but it is. I love that about calling the demon on. I hadn't even considered that. <laughs> I hadn't even considered that a demonic... A demonic thing, and it is. And I haven't, I haven't got a problem with religion. If it works no, for people, then it's, it's groovy, man. You go for it. It doesn't work for me, but, but... I'm kind of agnostic anyway. Yeah. I don't even think I'm an atheist. I, I, I'm open to anything, but it's just, yeah. I, don't, I, I think maybe I'm not open to demonic yoga. I don't. Think but it's, it's talk like that that does that, that that worries me in terms of mental health. You hear it um, yeah. uh, in, in a, a lot of uh, certain parts of Africa. That um, people who, young people who are schizophrenic or depressed mm. or bipolar, bipolar it, it, it's considered possession. Yes, and, and they we've get still exercised. Got, well, we've still got that language, haven't we? We still talk about battling our demons. Yeah. And that, that's where it comes from. And um, we still have that degree of shame around mental health, which stems from that time of superstition, you know, and it's where homophobia stems from and everything, isn't it? it it's fear of something different and. Um, yeah, people are scared. People are rightly scared about um, mental health, but it doesn't excuse the sort of silly stigmatising that you get. We'll take a quick break. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The late night alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams on Talk Radio. A couple of nice things on Twitter. Talking about Twitter. Um, India Knight, I don't know who India Knight is, tweet- is, but she's just tweeted about the diver, um, John Volanthan, one of the yes. divers who rescued the Thai kids. And um, she just described uh, him at the airport. Uh, uh, John, uh, diver John Volanthan coming back from Thailand in his specs and Sean the Sheep T-shirt and his colleague embarrassed by the cameras. What a great image that is. And then I found another thing on Twitter earlier on today. Um, Ash Sarkin. Oh, yeah. um, did you see that with Piers Morgan? Yes. Oh man, I, I'll play it. I'll play <laughs> it after eleven. Brilliant. It was, it, it, you know, you know. And I'm I, now a communist after this. <laughs> well, I'm tempted. And it was on Good Morning Britain, a show I go on from time to time. And, I, and I've met Piers a couple of times, and I have to say, always very, very yeah. charming to me. As you know, as, as people are yeah. very charming. Um, but he does. He he can be obnoxious for the sake of being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I think I can say that without losing work. And um, uh, and he's he's having a go at this young woman who's protesting against Trump. Well, where were your? Why weren't you protesting against um, Obama? I suppose you supported Obama. I'm a communist for God's <laughs> sake! Calls him an idiot. He was like idiot. live Twitter. He was going off and not listening, wasn't he? No, he yeah, and he he wasn't responding yeah. at all to what she was saying. So that was his only argument. Yeah, was an argument about didn't apply to her. Yeah. <laughs> and Susanna. Susanna's, Susanna's going, why didn't you march? I mean, so Susanna is so one good. of the yeah, so heroes good. of our age, isn't she? She's <laughs> um, so understated. She said to him, you can protest, you can disagree with things and not protest, and you can yeah. you can yes. do these things, Pierce. There protest. are levels. Yeah. She's great, Susanna Reid, one of the nicest human beings yeah. in the world. What is she doing with that guy? Yeah. I think she's with him. <laughs> oh, are they not? No. I think I've misunderstood. Television. <laughs> yeah. I've misunderstood well, TV. <laughs> 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 oh, no, you shattered my dream. I thought it was like um, Jason and Kylie. <laughs> you mean you Philip and Tess Holly? Tess is bearing or... up so well. Oh, God, that's, that's awful. Gracie went... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'll tell you another thing I'm doing on Twitter, and I caught myself... Uh, uh, is is 
I'm not using... So I'm, I'm off it during the day. I check it when I wake up. I check it when I come into work. I tweet about the show because you need it for this. But I was thinking about also, I can tweet... I can help out people who wouldn't necessarily get help. It's like when I said, oh, I'll order that book from Amazon. No, I won't. I'm going to order it from Big Green Bookshop mm. because um, we've had the guy on whose name escapes me. Is it Simon? Simon. Simon. Yes. Yes, we've had is. him on the show. I've been in his shop and oh, done a show. You? It's where we, we did a lovely pretentious piece of performance art <laughs> where I got an audience of about 30 people and I played the radio in the dark for an hour. Just just retuned a radio, stopped on a station, went listened to it for a few minutes, then went to another stage. Oh, it was wonderful. Wonderful in Simon's shop in I, Wood Green. I did an event in Wood Green with Simon, and I'll, I'll mention it here because it was quite comical. This was um, before Reason Stay Alive. I wrote a book called The Humans, and we were doing the event, and um, it was in the back room of a pub. Right. And there was about nine people in the audience because that's the sort of mega crowds I was attracting, and. Um, we were thinking, oh, we're going to make double figures here because someone came through the door, and she just said, right as the event was underway. Uh, is, am I in the right place for Alcoholics Anonymous? <laughs> in the back room of a pub? <laughs> yeah, it was actually in the pub. That's what made it real. And um, we said no. But uh, yeah, anyway. Well, he's, one of the, he's one of the good guys. So instead yes, of sorry. instead of tweeting the links to Amazon, which I always do, I'm going to tweet the links to his shop. You know, if people want to fight, yeah. you know, if people go, well, I don't want to order from this guy. I've never heard of it. They can go and they can type it into Amazon themselves. It's just small things like that, that where I think maybe I can make a little bit of a difference. I hate Twitter. I really don't dig it. Yeah. Um, the book is Notes on a Nervous Planet. Mm. Um, it is it's a cracking read. Uh, you're about halfway through it, Catherine. Yeah, I'm, you can see my is that, is that yours? Yes. Is that your copy there? Yeah. Oh, flipping it. Look. Okay. Don't lose a page. Yeah. I'm just looking at the page because it's interesting to know the boring bit where you stop reading. <laughs> the guy okay. fell asleep. <laughs> what was lovely yeah. is you've got some tweets in there from some of your followers. Yeah. And the joy of, because they, they would read the book and go, oh my God, I'm in Matt Haig's new book. This is brilliant. And do a little tweet about yeah. it. It's delightful. I like to be inclusive. I think, you know, but one thing about the internet age is that it, it's brought writers and other people down from their lofty perch and they can just sort of back to the campfire yeah, yeah. and just sort of talk on the level and I, I you know some people are snobby about it but I test out titles uh, content all kinds of things and um, I like that I like the in interaction with readers it's just the other stuff the sort of political squabbling the neurotic checking the you know ha everything it's almost like we're, we're putting our emotions and our personalities on this sort of stock market mm. of ourselves this emotional stock market and the numbers and everything yeah. start to matter whether it's followers or how many people shared things and you, you know I, I'll ha I can I still can't do it where I, I, I put a an update or a tweet out there and I have to check but it's getting a response because I think yeah. I can't leave something with like no retweets that'd just be that'd just be terrible <laughs> and I've really got to watch that so you don't follow your own no suggestions oh. then well I, I, I'm getting better the reason I wrote this book Ian wasn't because I had all the answers it was because mm. I was getting into a mess and a pickle right and I wanted to understand why and what is therapeutic for me and what's been increasingly therapeutic is understanding how my mental states aren't just, it's not just like a random lottery of the mind. It's made worse and better by interactions, yeah. how I interact, how I live. We, we all understand that about physical health. We all understand that lifestyle impacts our physical health, but we don't talk about mental health in the same way. And um, so it's not, you know, obviously I'll cut down on the summoning my yoga demons, but there's other stuff that I do bring bad stuff and generally it's not yoga and it's more like weekends ruined because i've said something stupid online i once said uh and it was before kanye west said it so i think i'm a bit of a trend wow i say no, nothing um trump related but uh, i said um anxiety is my superpower Remember it, yeah, yeah. I said, you got flack for that. <laughs> I got flack for that. And I wasn't meaning anxiety is great. Everyone should have anxiety. I wasn't meaning mine's a little low-level anxiety. I was actually in a state of anxiety, having panic. Uh, I know, you know, I had panic disorder for three years, so mm. I do know what I'm talking about. I was meaning that, um, you know, it gives you that sort of sense. When you, there's a point in recovery where you're, you're sort of hyper alert and you sort of feel, you know, and I was trying to reframe it in my mind because one of the tricks 
I, I do for myself and what got me over panic attacks was reframing it because mm. you start having a panic attack and then you're panicking about the panic attack so I almost pretend I want to have a panic attack right. as, and see it like a test you know yeah um, my own psychological bush tucker trial or whatever <laughs> which I won't compare to an actual one but you know I just sort of say come in you know panic come in and like say okay and Obviously, it takes a bit of work to be like that. But the thing I, I realized the thing that was keeping me having these mega long panic attacks is I was trying to escape them. Right. So it's always about accepting. But so what did what were people saying about your tweet then? Because Twitter doesn't you're not allowed a mistake on Twitter. You you no. you, you you tweet an ill conceived idea or, or half a thought. I certainly and, do. Well, <laughs> this is what I follow you. But then that's it. Then then that's your thing. That's your thing for yeah. the next year. But ah yeah, but remember when he yeah. tweeted oh, this. People are still off of I, I yeah. There's some like bloggers, book bloggers. I, I once did a stupid tweet about book bloggers. I don't know why mm. I chose to pick on them. They're not exactly, you know, the oppressors of the universe. But I I, I said something about book bloggers always writing positive reviews and you know, it's because they just want free books. <laughs> and, uh, but still, uh, I, 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 I totally distance myself from that former comment. But I, um, yeah, I, people who still don't talk to me from one tweet in 2013. But anyway, there you go. But it's weird how it's just sort of set in stone. Yeah, for you were going to say well, the other thing is about Twitter is, and you know, I kind of watch what you do sometimes. <laughs> yes. think, well, I mean, but you know, I've done it as well. In the early days when I didn't really understand what it was and didn't really understand that I was playing with fire. Yeah, yeah. You put something that someone misunderstands, it's always going to be your fault for not being clear enough yeah, to yeah. everyone else. Well, you should have said it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there'll always be someone who'll explain to you what you mean. Yeah. That guy who was explaining to me the other day your act. Oh, God, yeah. He was telling Catherine what my, my act oh, is. And when he got caught out, he got very hurt about it, saying that we'd like, duped him. He was like, well, you started it. <laughs> you started it. Um, let's, go to, let's go to Reed. Good evening, Reed. Hello. Hello, Reed. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, fine, Hi. thanks, Reed. What you got for us? Um, just the first time I've called it, and I just wanted to call in. Hey, nice one. Is is is, is there any particular reason? Anything you want to say or do or? Uh, I just I just really wanted to talk to you, to you sir, about anything. Well, okay. Well, I tell you what. Let's I, let let me ask you. How is your life going? It's okay, not great really. My granda passed away not that long ago. Oh mate, I'm sorry. How how long ago was that? It was Saturday night. Oh, so oh. that's that's fresh. Oh man, I'm sorry. Were you close to him? Yeah, very. Yeah, I think the whole family is very close to him. Yeah, of course. And how well? How are you? Forget the rest of your mum and dad and everyone else for a second. How are you do doing? How are you feeling about all that? I'm fine. Yeah, really. It's I've sort of got over it by now. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, 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 may I may I offer um, a little bit of my experience with death? Yeah, go ahead. Um, as I've got older, and I've I've still been lucky. I've still only lost a few people, um, but I've often thought that I've got over something very quickly, and then maybe at the funeral, or maybe six months later, or a year later, when I'm watching a film, there can just be it, late. It can catch me out later on and I, I realised actually maybe I'm not as completely over it as I thought and perhaps I was su suppressing it I'm not suggesting that's what's happened to you Reed, but I'm just just you know offering a heads up as an old man that that you know just be prepared that maybe something else will pop out of you at some point yeah okay man um anything else Reed? before I before I move on because we're, we're run, we've only got a couple of minutes left with Matt and um I should probably name his book again, just so people know what to buy. No, that's it, thanks. All right, mate. You give us a call any time, fella. Okay, right. Thank you, Reid. Ta-ta. Talk to you later. Cheers. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. What a nice, nice young person there. You see, we sometimes we get nice calls. Um, notes on a Nervous Planet, Matt Haig. So this is done. This is... Yeah. How long ago did you finish this? April. Hey, flipping it. That's... Just... That was the last edit. Because wow. we wanted to keep it as up to date. And all that Cambridge Analytica stuff came up and we wanted to put that in. And there was all kinds of different things. We wanted to just keep it fresh. So, OK, I, I thought if you'd finished in September, maybe you're already you're kind of a bit bored of talking about it. But it's still... Yeah. It's, it's still still OK, so what is what is next? How, how does it work for you? I think I've asked you this before, but how does it work with you? Have you got have you started the next book? Have you got ideas? Yeah, I can't write on book tour. I, I've got a deadline for the end of August, and I'm going to be so 
over uh, you know overdue with that um i am writing a children's book about a girl who's got telepathic powers and she hears all the thoughts of animals and oh, i've got uh, um your, your your christmas books by the way Man alive, they, they are. You've created traditions yeah. in our house now with Aww. those books. They've got to get dug out and read every year, man. <laughs> so we love those. Yeah, there's a little, there's a character in those Christmas books called the Truth Pixie, and I've written a little story for younger people called the Truth Pixie. Brilliant. Um, yeah, and I've also been writing some songs. Oh, yes. Now, with the fella who was in, he was in Razorlight. Andy Burroughs. And yeah. he was also, he was in the uh, Ricky Gervais film, wasn't he? Yeah, I he, think. He's, he was in the he's, band. He's the drummer in the Ricky Gervais band, and he wrote some of those songs. I don't know if that's his proudest moment, but. Um... <laughs> it was, I, I'm going to be honest, it was a stinker of a film, and that's not any judgment on him. That film, yeah. I went to the premiere of it, and it's like, oh my God. But yeah, I saw you've done songs, and you got yeah. a record deal. He, he, like, he was the one who came in in the second album of Razor Light. So he, you know, America, that was him. Yep. That was his. Uh, and um, yeah, no, he, he just contacted. Again, Twitter. Yeah. Good thing about Twitter here. Um, he contacted me saying that he'd read his daughter, um, A Boy Called Christmas, and thought would be it would be some sort of synergy. He probably didn't re use that word. It's probably because I've got David Brent in my head now. But um, <laughs> there was, you know, there was something there. So it, it was lovely because I was just writing these um, lyrics. It took me about 20 minutes a song a bit different to writing a book yeah and then that later that day he'd send me some phone recording of something he'd just done and wow. he's, he's uh, yeah he's uh, like 1970s yellow bit road sort of yeah. piano melodic kind of stuff we've only got 30 seconds left but in that 30 seconds what's it like because writing is obviously a very solitary yes. experience what's it like working with someone else I don't think I'm very good at it generally, yeah. but uh, so but with him it was okay. Where I found it hard before is screenwriting. I've done some screenwriting. I worked a little bit on the first Paddington film as well. Yeah, I found that really hard because you sort of like you've got to um, compete with a lot of sort of alpha people. Yeah, and get yeah. Your, those writing rooms are, it's, it's a yeah. battleground. Uh, Matt, we're out of time. It's so lovely to see you, man. Thank you for making it. it. I know you've beautiful. had a busy day, and it's, it's a rush. The, the the new book is Notes on a Nervous Planet. You can get it from all your usual book supplies. Waterstones have got loads of lovely displays of it up and down the country. Um, at Matt Haig one on Twitter, which I keep forgetting. We'll be back after the news. This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Evening, boys. The unpredictable. What's and the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. 